0: Welcome to Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Michael Tabor. I'm Zachary Allard. And what are we going to be talking about today, Zach? Uh, We've got a pretty political docket this week. I would say exclusively political. Yeah,
1: I don't think we've done a fully political episode, but we are in the thick of the Democratic primary.
0: Yeah, so as of when we're recording, we just had the South Carolina Democratic debate last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have South Carolina over the weekend, and That's then right. this will release the day before Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it now's a good time to sort of change up our energy a little bit and really focus in on the state of the race, what's going on. Uh, where should we start, Zachary? Oh, we should start
1: where every great story begins. <laughs> Nevada. Yes. We just had a caucus. We and it had a caucus. Went better than last time. <laughs> it would have had <laughs> to. <laughs> I think what like it took him a while to trickle out the results, but what was so exciting about this caucus is we knew who won it with four percent of precinct's reporting. Yeah. Michael, who won the Nevada caucus? Uh,
0: it was a gentleman by the name of Bernard Sanders, I think. <laughs> I think
1: that's how you say oh, it. I do-
0: So Bernie Sanders took it with 26.6% higher okay. than Joe Biden. I oh think it was 46-something percent yeah. total. Uh, that was more not only more than double Joe Biden's result, who came in second, but also higher than Joe, Pete, and Warren put together. Just tickles my heart a little bit. <laughs> just want to say a personal thank you to every Hispanic person <laughs> in Nevada. Uh, I've been saying this for a long time, but brown people are going to save America. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to. Yeah. White know? people clearly not stepping up we to the point. We had a couple
1: hundred year run, like fucking up wildly, so I think it's time somebody else take the keys from us, because we are going to drive this car off the cliff.
0: Clearly. Uh,
1: We are going to Pete Buttigieg this car right (laughs) off the cliff. Uh,
0: So obviously we here at Shitty Christians are thrilled with this result. Oh yes. It's so good to see a state where minority populations get to have an actual voice. That's right. Uh,
1: And it's also nice to hear them speak so clearly. You know, my favorite thing about this has been the at least somewhat death of the Bernie Bro narrative. Yes. After New Hampshire and Iowa, and just since 2016, there's oh, yeah. been the this endless is... just whipping of the Bernie Bro narrative that it's just people on Twitter. Twitter isn't real life, only white 28-year-olds. Yeah,
0: uh, we are the Bernie bros. It's yeah. us too. <laughs> only us. <laughs> exactly.
1: And and so it, it just it would just never stop. You'd see questions about it on the debate stage to Bernie. Why are your supporters so racist? Yeah, why are they so mean? There was still this myth that, like, oh, it's only white annoying millennials support Bernie. And then Nevada came along.
0: Nevada came along,
1: and he won Hispanics by an enormous margin.
0: Seventy percent.
1: That's all. That's it. A- <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> and I, you know, there have been fewer grumblings about Bernie supporters Uh since yeah. then. Well, I,
0: I think it's still out there. They're oh, going to keep pushing that narrative, but it's getting a little harder to believe okay. when you see an actual coalition candidate Mm. who is bringing together working class people from, from all these different backgrounds. Yep. Uh, it is, so, so glorious to see, really, Bernie's whole theory of politic coming yes. together. Yes, yes. Uh, because Bernie has always been about connecting with the people who are not serviced by mm-hmm. our current political system, with That's reaching right. out to first-time voters, with reaching out to people who are disaffected and frustrated with how this country has been run and feel left out. A majority of the Nevadans who caucused were first-time caucus goers. Incredible. Uh, turnout was up. It was really, really special to see.
1: And you still got the New York Times being like, Bernie's theory of politics hasn't held. It's like, well, actually, Nevada did. And number two, it's a primary. Yep. It's, a little,
0: like, it's a little early to get to that.
1: A lot of people already have to be registered. So like, it's ridiculous to say the bet hasn't paid off. Also, right now, I'm pretty happy with how that bet
0: is uh, <laughs> yeah, working if, out. If you're asking me to, to, to place any bets on this, <laughs> I might go with the guy that got almost half. You know what else has been fun? What else has been fun? <laughs> Watching every member <laughs> of the pundit class just lose their mind.
1: Oh, man. They have just, it has been a collective meltdown. The
0: full-on just pants shittingness <laughs> of our entire mainstream media uh, conglomerate.
1: This has been, this is the, the, the jewel of it was the Chris Matthews meltdown. We're not going to spend a ton of time on that, but it's important. To get into a little bit so chris matthews msnbc
0: chris matthews is the professional version of your uncle uh five hours after thanksgiving dinner where he's just like <laughs> largely immobile mostly drunk somehow angry and so sweaty
1: he is the sweatiest man i've ever seen he no, he looks like uh Klaus Kinski. Uh, he looks like Klaus Kinski in Aguirre, Wrath of God. <laughs> okay. Just like tramping through the desert, screaming at the locals. So he, after Bernie wins Nevada, goes on national TV and raves about how this is equivalent to France falling to the Nazis in 1940. Yeah. I don't know if you know why that's questionable. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is a Jewish man whose fa- many members of his father's family were killed in the Holocaust. Yeah. So it's a little questionable to compare his electoral victory driven by people of color, yes, to the Nazis invading France.
0: A uh, well-known diversity coalition, the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he did come out a few days later and offer a very like half-assed apology. Uh, who cares? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Too late. F- too fuck late. Out of here, Chris Matthews. But it's not just him. No,
1: it's it's everybody. They are just currently having an ongoing meltdown about the fact, and the Republicans are kind of the most honest.
0: Yeah. So Republicans hilariously are much better at this point about acknowledging Bernie's like front-runner status and that he there's a very good chance he's going to take this whole thing.
1: Yeah. Ross Douthit. Basically, it's just like, well, the only question is whether it's possible to unite a not-Sanders vote across the first three Tuesdays in March. To quote an ancient never-Trump proverb, good luck with that.
0: <laughs> you know, I
1: hate to give it up to Ross.
0: Uh, hey, listen, man. Uh, stopped, broken, stomped on terrible Catholic clocks can still be right <laughs> at least once a day.
1: The National Review, we're just going to continue conservatives and then we continue down the spectrum. Sure. Bernie is making a direct appeal to majority of Americans by promising them economic benefits wrenched from the hands of the greedy 49.9% or benignly showered <laughs> upon them by a kindly <laughs> state as if the state gots money from anybody but the constituents. Oh, so their man. argument is that Bernie is only trying to argue, not the 99% versus the 1%, which is actually Bernie's argument. Yes. Their argument is that he is only appealing to the 50.1% troglodytes yeah. who are just sitting around, vaping and playing Fortnite, and that they are trying to take it from hardworking Americans.
0: Bernie Sanders, platform, free V-Bucks for all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want, do you want the skin? You get the skin, <laughs> the skin you want. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I love that. So he continues, this writer, uh, the many colossal indiscretions in Bernie's lengthy public record, including his exaggerated claim that the U.S. is systemically racist exaggerated exaggerated wow (laughs) bold stance uh i think my favorite part of that is just being like that is an colossal indiscretion saying the united states is racist yes
0: the country founded on slavery (laughs) might have a few race problems
1: the man who grew up in the 50s the man who got arrested in 1963 protesting for civil rights further if sanders is nominated trump will take about 65 percent of the vote the highest for a candidate in a contested U.S. That's presidential so election in 200 years. That's... And will win every state. Well, then why don't you love Bernie? Yeah. One,
0: that's what you're going for. Right. Duh. Mr. <laughs> National Review Man. Uh, my mom thinks she's being really canny by kind of mm. supporting Sanders for the Democratic primary. Not in like voting for him, but just like, yeah, I really hope it's Sanders.
1: Do you remember when Clinton folks in 16 were saying the same thing? They were saying, ooh, in open primaries, Democrats should push for a Trump nomination.
0: (laughs) Historically, it's just worked out really well.
1: (laughs) Another, another, we're going to kind of jump around here a little bit now. Another National Review article. Bernie Sanders is to put it gently, either terminally obtuse, mentally imbalanced, or dangerously dishonest.
0: That reminds me very much of, I think it's the C.S. Lewis quote Mm -hmm. about Jesus. Like, liar, lunatic, or Lord, (laughs) you have to choose.
1: I mean, so too with Bernie. So the Republicans are kind of freaking out, but they also are doing this sleight of hand thing where they're like, Bernie is insane. He says America <laughs> is racist, but if he gets the nomination, Trump super wins. That, so they, they, they live in this very veiled place of
0: like, I'm not afraid. Bernie wins every head to head poll with Trump, basically. Like,
1: Sometimes by like 10 points.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a very silly thing to just be like, well, then we win.
1: They're going to be, if Bernie gets the nomination, in this perpetual Twitter-pated space wherein they're absolutely telling you they're confident. They're going to win. Don't worry. We're going to win. And also doing everything they can to destroy Bernie Sanders. And also, there's an
0: existential threat to America.
1: Yep. That will not win. He will lose every state, including Vermont. (laughs) I can guarantee you one thing: Bernie will win Vermont.
0: Uh, Bernie won Vermont like the day he started his public access show. (laughs) Like the day Bernie just went to the local mall and asked Goss how they felt about politics. Like that was the day Bernie won
1: Vermont. Uh, But it continues to Democrats. So there's Jonathan Chait in in, in New York Magazine who is kind of a, who is a Democrat, but a little bit of the sort of Democrat socialists love to hate. Endless amounts of articles about this, about this, including if Democrats aren't terrified of Bernie, they're not paying attention. (laughs) A liberal party, he writes, drifting helplessly along as a small radical cabal steers it towards likely catastrophe. I didn't think it could happen here.
0: So wait, the small... I didn't think
1: it could happen here.
0: (laughs) The small radical cabal being the guy that got...
1: The small radical cabal of the majority of voters. (laughs) (laughs) What makes... He writes, what makes Bernie's profile uniquely toxic is the way his liabilities all reinforce each other. He combines discreet... Deeply unpopular policy positions with an unpopular socialist lo- label.
0: Yeah, millennials hate socialism. <laughs> and Zoomers, let me tell you, Zoomers, all they read is Ayn Rand. They just, <laughs> they, they just floss to Ayn Rand all day.
1: Just uh, TikToks about the fountainhead <laughs> yeah. all the fucking time. He continues that his campaign is premised on radically changing the economy. The one thing most voters believe Trump has done well. I'm so tired of the, like, even from Democrats. Well, Trump is killing this economy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I it It's an economy for, like, five people.
1: Yeah, If I mean, you're one of
0: those five people, you're very happy.
1: Bernie said it last night. The economy is doing well for Mike Bloomberg. Uh, Jonathan Chan, a Democrat, continues. Indeed. Since his 2016 campaign, the whole premise of the Sanders revolution has disintegrated. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is when someone tells me Bernie is currently failing. Yeah, no, but I like it. I like it. No, I do because because I'm just like I feel like count the rings, count (laughs) count the delegates, count the votes, like. Yep, disintegrating, disintegrating all the way to the White House. Yeah, <laughs> like, all... oh, no, Bernie's still losing. Oh, no, he's Somebody
0: winning. is going to be talking about why his victory on election night is a failure. Like, someone on <laughs> CNN is just going to be like, well, you know, this is this is really bad for him. All right, so hit me with another one. Okay. Keep it coming.
1: So then we get to the Washington Post. We got Jennifer Rubin, conservative Zionist, <laughs> who writes every single fucking day about Bernie Sanders. For she his- is
0: so Bernie-brained. It is it, honestly, oh, she is maybe the best Twitter follow you could find right now. Yep. Like just watching one woman go slowly insane on the internet. It's performance <laughs> art. In at
1: 2018, this point. her tweet about how like Beto is it's taken all of Bernie Sanders' yeah. young people's support is my favorite retweet of the year. So she continues. Bernie Sanders. One of her articles. Bernie Sanders has a unique gift angering democrats. Yes. That beloved party of good and triumph. <laughs> she complains about Castro and then APAC, Bernie offended, she writes. Many of APAC's 18,000 Jewish and non-Jewish attendees who lead civic groups, synagogues and democratic political activities.
0: Uh yeah, and all join hands to bomb Palestine.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is a woman who was like she is on the record being pro the death of Palestinian children.
0: Yeah, she's a monster. She's a
1: monster. Uh, Today, she wrote an article, Bernie continues to sow chaos and talks again (laughs) about Bernie's- He's the unity candidate, you terrible, terrible person. She hates Hispanics is what this means. Yeah. Likewise, Sanders' penchant for picking fights, be it with pro-Israel Jewish Democrats or with Democrats concerned about freedom and repressive regimes. Yes, those 30 people. I'm really worrying about that. It's also
0: funny to imagine that Bernie is the one out there picking the fights. Uh, like, Bernie picks fights with exactly five people, and they're all, like, mega billionaires. They're <laughs>
1: only people who've been to Little St. James.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: The only people Bernie hates the The population
0: of Little St. James Island is Bernie's enemy list. <laughs> uh, but that said, like, he takes attacks from all sides. Like, what's he supposed to do? Uh, it's just very funny that like you would like throw a rock at Bernie Sanders' head and then be like, "Why is he so angry?
1: <laughs> Why well, they're shooting at him? I can't believe he's returning fire." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another article from Washington Post: Biden delivered the strong debate, showing he needed. Sanders' debate gave his. Wait, words. He's,
0: they're talking about the South Carolina debate. Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Okay. Good to know. Dana Milbank. Dana Milbank said this was deja vu for Trump in 2016. Uh, kind of, yeah. In Washington Post, yeah, in that he's going to win. In that a
0: bunch of feckless idiots all tried to take down a king and failed, but we'll get there. From CNN,
1: in interviews with more than two dozen Democratic lawmakers, aides, and strategists, a picture has emerged of a diffuse and unfocused front against Sanders, built far more on talk (laughs) than action. Party strategists express a deep concern about a lack of urgency to attack Sanders directly, noting that what they see as a false sense of security among donors, that there's still enough time to defeat him. It's kind of a summary of how the Democratic establishment's feeling. A Democrat on Fox News also wrote, Democrats must come together to stop Sanders' takeover of the Democratic Party in wake of Castro praise. Oh, wow.
0: Oh, it's the Castro one. Yep. Uh, I hope they were saying the same thing about Obama when he said literally that exact same thing.
1: You know how there's the Pete video where he sounds like Obama? Uh That is the only time Bernie has sounded like Obama is when he praised (laughs) Castro. (laughs) She goes on to write, in a in a tweet from Bernie on February 21st, Sanders toned both sides. I've got news for the Republican establishment. I've got news for the Democratic establishment. They can't stop us. She continues, us? Who's us? A Democratic strategist, James Carville, once called Sanders a cult leader. Who's in the cult? Surely it's not us, Democrats. As he wanted us to believe, his tweet admitted that he's not one of us. <laughs> yes. You know, he got the most votes in literally every single state so far. Yeah. I... Frank Bruni in the New York Times: The Democratic Party devours itself. MSNBC: Will Bernie Sanders continue doubling down on debate? Last debate, The Atlantic: Dems went after the wrong guy, saying they should have gone after Bernie instead of Bloomberg. Bernie Sanders <laughs> at the George McGovern in The Atlantic. Like this oh, is they just love that article after article after article from Democrats, but mainly mainline media being like this Bernie guy is going to destroy everything. Let me just let me just yes. ask a question for the world: <laughs> Why on
0: earth? are all these pro-Democrat pundits Mm -hmm. so concerned about the emergence of a clear front runner in this primary. That seems like it would be a good thing in such a contested race. Yeah. Uh, Help me understand, why why are they so upset about Mr. Sanders?
1: I think it's interesting. And and there's the obvious sort of anti-capitalist point, which I will make first. All these people make a lot of money. And they all don't want their taxes raised. You know, there's a funny tweet going around from someone on, on MSNBC being like, you know, you get out of college and you make 75, 80 grand a year. And yeah, it's like that was more special. money than I've ever made in my entire life. And pro- more money my dad's ever made in his entire
0: life. Yeah, v- very uh, big Arrested Development energy. It's yes. like, how much does a banana cost? <laughs> like,
1: Yeah, twenty twenty $20. Your
0: entry-level job of 80K.
1: But I, I think it's even deeper than the obvious. Like, they're part of the capitalist class. They're being... Funded by advertisements quite often, and/or billionaires with these organizations, Absolutely. and I think that's a huge part of it, of course. That it's banks or billionaires who finance a lot of these articles and a lot of these talking heads. But I think it goes deeper than that. But it's also the entire DNC establishment. You have ever since when Clinton came into office in '92, he came on third way politics, and okay. we're not going to spend a ton of time on that. It's been beaten to death elsewhere. But there has been, the center left has controlled the party since the early 90s.
0: Yeah, and by center, we mean a little bit to
1: the right. Right. A little further yeah, right. Honestly, just, though, just a smidge further well, to the right. The, you know, they would honestly be part of the right-wing party in a sane country. And I'm not the first person to make that point, AOC no, is. No, And so I think what you have is the moment they see what happened with Trump, and he remade the party in his image. And if Bernie gets elected, all of these motherfuckers are out of a job. Hell yeah, Correctly so, I might add but you get rid of all the apac money you get rid of lobbyists in the party and you have what you have is bernie getting people in line because that's what trump has done and you have a lot of people losing their jobs a lot of people losing their position and a lot of like non-elected wealthy connected folks losing their control of the American political system
0: I think that is so canny to say like Bernie Sanders is an existential threat not to America as they like to claim but to the pundit class exactly to the connected establishment class of politicians and uh, lobbyists Politicians, lobbyists And people that go on cable news To prattle on endlessly about lies
1: The wine cave class, if you will
0: Bernie's here to f- carpet bomb the wine caves <laughs> it's, it's one hawkish <laughs> policy Yes I I feel nothing but glee.
1: Oh, I have just enjoyed it immensely. It tickles
0: me to no end because they're scared and they keep threatening things like, oh, Bernie hasn't been vetted. Does anyone remember the 2016 primary? Anyone? What you have is somebody who in the grand scheme of like politics mm-hmm. is not even that radical. No. Like, he's, no, he's, no. A, he's a old school social Democrat. He's a man that believes the government should exist to help people. Within its government. He
1: is essentially online with FDR, a person that Democrats will quote a lot and completely ignore the radical nature of all of his policy changes.
0: FDR is right up there with like MLK for people that just get like like 10% quoted, but everyone ignores ninety percent of what they're about. Uh that being said, yes. Since this is our political episode, that's right. We're gonna dive deeper. So we had Nevada. We had the media freak out, but we also had a debate last night, South Carolina debates. uh, That was literally, you know, we're recording on Wednesday. That was Tuesday night. And I think that's a great chance not just to talk about the debate, Mm -hmm. but to sort of do a state of the race. Sort of check mm-hmm. in with all our candidates, mm-hmm. see how everyone's doing, what's new this season, <laughs> new subplots, <laughs> new storylines, maybe new romances. I don't know. Tune in to find out. Uh, so let's, let's go through it. Let's spend a little time uh, just going candidate by candidate. Let's talk a little bit about their Debray performance and then just sort of see how, how they're doing. Uh, let's let's start with our boy Joe Biden uh, what what can you say about Biden except that it's starting to get a little sad?
1: I honestly here's the thing I I know hes sta- he is a Republican <laughs> yes yes he he's he is the Mitt Romney candidate of this election and I don't agree with most of his positions and his voting record is atrocious but I can't I, I have reached a point of pure pity the day before yesterday he talked about that he said my name is Joe Biden I'm running for Senate
0: Yep, there he was He said
1: and he said if you don't if you don't like him, vote for one of the other Bidens.
0: <laughs> Which to be fair could just be a canny political strategy. Like what if he was he's like, No, man, that's the whole thing. <laughs> they're gonna get in, they're gonna be like, I'm not feeling this Joe guy. Time to vote for another Biden. There are no other Bidens. <laughs> Curses, Joe, take your vote.
1: You know, last night in the debate he talked about uh guns having killed 150 million Americans. Yep,
0: that that uh that happened. To be fair, he's not as wrong as he could be. I wish I wish the numbers were a little
1: further apart.
0: Correct, but still, half of America has not currently died from gun violence. Uh, that's the second Trump term. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but it is. Uh, will someone let him go home, ride the trains, you know, spend time with his grandchildren? I, I, I You had a, you had a point. Like this is not the punishment that yeah, I love so just it's, it's reaching a point where I feel like we're just watching an old man struggle.
0: Yeah, it's, it's literally just weekend at Biden's. Uh, And, you know, I I do actually still carry in my heart a fair amount of anger for what Joe Biden has meant to this country. That's totally fair. This is not not it, fam. Like, this is not how we make this better. This is not restorative justice. This is just the torture of an elderly man. (laughs) It's just...
1: Speaking of restorative justice, (laughs) we also found out recently that he has been saying in several different states that he was arrested in South Africa for trying to visit Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. very noble it's obviously a queer clear swagger jack of bernie getting arrested for real in 1963 for protesting for, on behalf of civil rights turns out joe biden's campaign today said Nope, he was not actually arrested <laughs> yeah. while he was a sitting fucking senator yeah, in South was, Africa trying to visit Nelson great. Mandela.
0: Fully believe that Joe Biden thinks that he was yeah. arrested trying to visit I don't think Joe Biden Nelson lies anymore. I Corn think, pop was that intimidating. <laughs> Joe, Biden, uh, Joe Biden definitely thinks that he gets arrested when someone forgets to bring him his check. He's oh. just sitting there like, <laughs> oh, am buddy. I being detained? <laughs> uh, Joe Biden is that guy. And I don't know, just watching him this week, I realized... Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden is King Vendrick from Dark Souls 2. Stay with me here. Zach, okay. Zach, don't fall asleep. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 is an action RPG created by From Software, a Japanese game developer. <laughs> so, Dark Souls 2, you spend the whole game going through this land called Dran Lake. Okay. And it's, it's a ruined kingdom. And you keep hearing about this king and all of his great and mighty deeds. He yes. conquered the giants, he built the whole kingdom. And at, towards the end of the game, mm-hmm. at the very, very end of an undead crypt, you opened a locked door, and there's the king. And he is mm-hmm. a mindless zombie wandering around in darkness carrying his mighty sword that he can no longer wield and he's just been doing this for centuries and centuries and if you put him out of his misery he doesn't drop a soul every other boss in that game will drop their soul Mm -hmm. which tells you a little bit about who they are but vendrick's soul is back on his throne because he lost it a long time ago and that's biden biden's soul is on a lifeguard's chair in delaware (laughs) like that he has not been in the game for a long time thank you all for sticking with me through this trying time (laughs) i'm in recovery (laughs) uh so
1: let's talk about bloomberg i've never met a new yorker with one nice thing to say about him because i tell you what since bloomberg's fucking tenure there. They have all moved to L.A., so I know all
0: these people. <laughs> yeah, God they help had us, to move they there just because there's keep There's no coming.
1: subway anymore. It's just filled, it's just filled with the fishmen from Shape of Water down <laughs> and there. And they're
0: all trying to seduce you.
1: And that's sexy. And it's beautiful. We all agree. It's a great film, but that's not the point. The point is you can't get anywhere anymore. Bloomberg,
0: maybe America's worst person. <laughs> just, as far as the debate went, uh, he got cheers pretty much every time he opened his mouth. Interesting little tidbit about that. Okay. Tickets to that event started at $1,700 a pop.
1: Oh, I mean, so perfectly normal price yeah. to go
0: and see something. You know, movies these days—they're just—they're just not <laughs> affordable anymore.
1: Uh, can you imagine spending seven hundred, seventeen hundred dollars to watch the worst people try to gum Bernie to death?
0: Yeah. Uh, so
1: it may be slightly self-correcting
0: for okay. the Bloomberg market when okay. you start, and that's before the allegations that maybe he was filling up some of those seats. But I don't even think you need to go there because no. the simple fact of the matter is, the people that have seventeen hundred dollars
1: been to South Carolina, no one has seventeen hundred dollars. Those people had to be. Bu- Bust
0: in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so it was really interesting to watch as Bloomberg would say terrible thing. Yes, everyone re- would react as if it was a terrible thing, and then the crowd would cheer. And similarly, Ooh. there was a great moment where Bernie was like being booed, uh-huh. and he like turned to the crowd and was just like, "Really." <laughs> like, <laughs> It's so so good that like in that moment he just had to be fully bur- like Bernie is a fractal. No matter how much you break him down, no matter how microscopically you zoom in, it's always a fully formed Bernie yelling. Yep. No. What yep. else about Bloomberg. Bloomberg also did a little uh, Russia gating. Oh, you know. Very
1: popular with Americans writ large. They <laughs> pay. <laughs> <laughs> Just such close attention to all the Russia stuff.
0: Yeah, it, it's worked out really well whenever anyone's brought that up. Uh, so he he claimed that Russia was supporting Bernie because they wanted another Trump win. So he was diving into a lot of this stuff. Okay. Yeah.
1: That feels like a stretch.
0: Pete also got in on that a little bit. We'll get to that. But he was just like, Russia wants chaos. Uh you know, Russia is every bad guy in a bad 80s movie. Like, So Bloomberg also just keeps trying to turn the billions and billions of dollars he has into a good thing.
1: Well, everyone in his life has always only told him that. Yeah,
0: it's so crazy to watch. Like, look at who the frontrunner is. Yeah. Look at what this race <laughs> is about. And then think <laughs> to Read yourself, the room, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did in this case. Yeah, okay. He picked the room. Buy
1: the room, dude. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, that's, what but, was... that's, but that's not, go ahead. No, no, go for it. But that's actually what it says about him. He has to only, he can't, he can't actually have people attend their democratic votes. He has to literally buy people to sit in the room and cheer him because he can't actually, because he knows he would be booed if it was normal people. It's his entire fucking life was that room. At one point he was like, well, you know, you should be so excited about those midterm elections. I bought, I mean, brought you those. <laughs> he literally admitted to buying seats for the democrats yeah in the midterm election which
0: to be fair might be the best thing you can say about bloomberg yeah. the is only like, good thing but hey, I- he might be able to d- buy democracy on the cheap we don't need to say it because aoc does right. every five minutes on of twitter course. but you Correctly. cannot earn a billion dollars no. there should not no, be billionaires only like it, it can only be taken from the people that do the actual labor. Billionaires, by nature, by existential being, are exploitative and bad for the world. Of course. So the idea that like you could turn around, stand on a stage, talk to all of America yep. who is struggling with not having mm-hmm. health care, with stagnant wages, with all of the issues that we talk about week in and week out on this podcast, when we're not busy yelling about Southern Baptists, <laughs> uh, that you could have the gall to stand in front of all those people and be like, hey. The reason you should vote for me is because I can use all the money that I stole from you to get this thing done.
1: He has no he has no reason to be in, in the race. He supported Pat Toomey, a Pennsylvania Senator in 2012, who was a Republican. Yep. He has supported he was a Republican. He was a Republican. He
0: supported lots of Republican candidates.
1: He is in the Epstein Black Book. He is great friends to pedophiles and sexual assaulters everywhere. He, if you just look by the barometer of sexual harassment lawsuits against him, a much worse predator than Donald Trump. He has 64 of these yeah. against him. And I'm not going to repeat the things that are publicly known that he has said and done because they're so repellent in those lawsuits that we know about, let alone his consensual NDAs that he refuses to let. <laughs> only 3 They only let three people out of. He is... As bad as Donald Trump and would be a worse president because he would get more done and the center left media would be like, well, at least he is, you know, he's restoring some dignity to the office. Yeah, exactly. There would be a hundred fucking New York Times reporters that would just fawn over him not shitting himself in public the way Trump does.
0: Totally true. He is legitimately maybe the worst person in this race. And I'm not just talking about the Democratic primary. I'm talking about the election. No, I Uh, totally agree. So one more thing to say about Bloomberg. I, I have to hand it to the DNC. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I never thought we'd be there, but
0: thank you, thank you, DNC, thank you, Tom Perez, because I was scared of Bloomberg. Uh, I worry that we live in a genuinely yeah. fraudulent state where elections can truly be bought.
1: Manufactured consents a real problem. In uh, this country.
0: So I was scared. Yeah. And I was really angry when the DNC changed their rules and allowed them on the debate stage. That seemed really bad. You know
1: what? You owe them an apology.
0: I owe them an apology. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I was scared until the exact moment that he opened his stupid little frog mouth (laughs) and just started talking and cratering. Mm -hmm. Just watching millions and millions of his ad dollars evaporate in real time as this man tries to be human for 15 minutes and can't pull it together. So, so thrilled to see how his polls have just gone down. And uh, while I think he is still a concern, man, uh, I really appreciate his abiding lack of charisma.
1: I think stop and frisk him being just a perpetual sex pest. I think he can't do it. He doesn't have any delegates. He's going to be coming into the race late. No one's ever done it. Let's hope, it's, let's hope that holds.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Klobuchar. I, I confess to feeling the tiniest bit conflicted about Klobuchar <laughs> because, on the one hand, all of her policies are garbage. Right, terrible. She she, she says we can't have health care. Uh, yeah, her
1: her her position on health care is no, you swine.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just like where are we gonna get the money for that? But on the, other hand, on the other hand, she may be the only person in this race that hates Pete Buttigieg as much as I do. <laughs> and I really <laughs> genuinely appreciate that about her. Like,
1: I appreciate that she does not takes it personally. Yeah. That like Pete's very existence is an affront to her, and she's right. I did appreciate
0: that every time he looked her way, she did the little like her <laughs> <laughs> and made him jump. Yeah, little, no, no. he
1: flinched a he little bit.
0: Pete, Pete flinched every time. Uh Klobuchar, what can you say? She's
1: a cop. She's a cop. She's a cop. I think, listen, obviously we hate Kamala Harris for also being a cop. But it is demonstration of further racism that... You have Klobuchar, who was just as bad a prosecutor and is still in the race, whereas that got Kamala taken out. Kamala should have been taken out, but Klobuchar should have been taken out at the same time. It
0: is utterly bizarre. It's very strange. Uh, I, I mean, I say bizarre, but it's actually very understandable. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, systemic
1: racism. It exists. National Review. <laughs> here's
0: your here's your example. Here's your proof. Because Klobuchar is totally just whiteface Harris with yeah. somehow less swag but more anger. Um,
1: America loves an angry white person, though.
0: <laughs> it, it's just that it does, however ever speak to how much pete is not the people's candidate because her entire (laughs) her entire whoever is voting for her is literally just voting again just for hating pete like and hey i'm here for hey we hate pete too come to the we hate pete too
1: come to the bernie ticket speaking of pete what is there to even say about this guy at this point there have been so many pete buddha judges In this campaign, him trying to come in as a leftist, saying he was pro-Medicare for all, him pivoting to the Republican Party, trying to primary Trump for a while, him coming back to the Democratic Party, still somehow trying to primary Trump.
0: (laughs) Uh, What I appreciated about Pete this time is that Pete brought some big little brother energy. to this debate uh he had one mission in mind and that was okay. taking down sanders mm-hmm. it had a, obviously
1: a, succeeded yeah k- like, killed
0: it killed. sanders actually dead second heart attack who knew basically was the verbal equipment of jumping on his back and being like because <laughs> every time bernie would talk pete would interject there was one 30 second segment that yeah. was just bernie dedicated time mm-hmm. pete tried to talk over him for the entire segment. And this was a terribly moderated debate. This was right. clearly a situation where they wanted the free-for-all. They had no interest in an actual, like, dealing with any of the policies or ideas. They just wanted to see these pu- people WrestleMania.
1: And they mostly got
0: it because <laughs> there were more than enough candidates willing to jump into that fray.
1: It's still better than CNN when they basically asked Bernie why he was so sexist.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What can we what can we say about Pete at this point? I, I guess he didn't ever take the the non-gay pill. That never happened.
1: Chasten's face during that moment
0: yeah so maybe set this up okay so at
1: one point during the CNN town hall earlier this week Pete said that he would have if he could have taken a pill to not be gay he would have done it Mm -hmm. because it would have made his life easier I'm not really here to get into the politics of all of that. No, I, okay, what, so, what's amazing, go yeah. ahead.
0: I, I think it's important to say before we shit on him for this, which yes, we're going to do and we should. Of course. Uh, I understand the fundamental element of what he's, what he's saying that it is a hard road to walk for that's a right. lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, the let this cut pass from me element of it.
1: Yeah, that's it. His husband is sitting in the front row and the camera in the room. immediately, to the to the cameraman's credit, Shout the cameraman out. was the best. Yeah, here. Come uh, on, Lapont. The camera pivots to Chastin and zooms in, and he just has this look of utter disappointment it's, it's,
0: on his face. It's such an attempt to bring a smile out yeah, of it. Yeah, no,
1: and he just can't do it.
0: And, and as Pete is like, but, you know, thank goodness that didn't happen because I got to meet my beautiful husband that I remembered as an afterthought. As a photographer, I just got done <laughs> saying that I would prefer to have never
1: have been this way in the first place. And just Chastin has this look of like, I I, I love this man. No, it's a bummer to see a person you love shit
0: themselves. The face that I saw in Chastin was like, it was the face that two years from now, uh, he's going to leave him. Like oh, no. It's the face where he just, in some level, at a subconscious level, that was the moment where mm-hmm. it died. Yep. And then, like, years down the line, it's going to be that moment that he thinks on when he's just, I'm not happy and I'm leaving. You would rather take a pill and never be with me.
1: I support you, Chastain. <laughs> yeah, Whatever yeah. You we're need. here for you, Chastain. Whatever you need, Chastain.
0: What else to say about Pete? Pete ended his uh, debate performance talking about blood pressure. <laughs> what pete is just a platitude algorithm machine oh, yeah. that's all that he's about uh, but he was saying that what americans really want what mm-hmm. we really really want he'll tell you what we want what we really really want what we really want is to be able to turn on the tv yeah. and see a president that makes our blood pressure go down instead of up that is what americans want not medicare not the end of endless war not voter enfranchisement not prison reform what we want is warm and fuzzy feelings.
1: You know, he's just describing euthanasia. He's just describing <laughs> I like people just sitting. At the beach, Shh. Uh, yeah. Sh. No, he'll be like, hey. It was hey. an
0: amazing <laughs> thing to bring up because Pete doesn't want to fix your healthcare. He wants to make you feel like he's fixing your healthcare. Like Pete is the homeopathy I mean, of candidates. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm stealing from my own Twitter. But nobody cares about Pete's policies. They just like how he makes them feel. Of this, like, I want an Obama feeling. Obama yeah. was even better than that. But Pete is nothing but homeopathy Obama. And I'm tired of just the one one-thousandth essence of Obama, a flawed <laughs> yeah, president. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah.
0: Warren. Warren Warren is such an interesting case for us. She might be I the
1: most us. interesting candidate in some ways. Yeah.
0: So here's, here's what I have to say about Warren. Last two debates, I so appreciate her going knives out on Bloomberg. Oh, like, that man. is just so good to see. And she wrecked him in nevada and she wrecked him again in south carolina <laughs> Which she
1: disemboweled him and threw his <laughs> yeah, carcass yeah. off the and just stage nod
0: on his entrails uh it was it was like watching like an old samurai movie mm-hmm. where she's just standing there with her <laughs> hand on her sword and then you see the hand move like like thousands of an inch and yep. then Blueberg just falls into a thousand pieces like it, yes. it, it wasn't even hard for her no. to eviscerate him
1: I'm obviously a bernie guy i wish i'd seen more of this warren though
0: it brought up similar feelings of almost yeah. nostalgia for me mm-hmm. of just like oh this is the person that created yeah. the consumer and financial protection the person Bureau. that
1: bernie wanted to run in 16.
0: yeah the person that bernie handpicked to run in 16. That's right. uh, and just it That's was right. great to see her on stage yeah. calling slime puppies slime puppies <laughs> like i just i love it and it, it kind of broke my heart a little bit yeah uh and it's listen I, I was always a Bernie supporter. Yeah. I think he's been a real one for a longer time. Right. Uh, I, I, I think we can we could dive into those things. But I, I just – this campaign for Warren has been such a series of unforced errors. And I just personally – It's a shame. I want to go to every single one of her like campaign mm-hmm. people yeah. and just let them know how disappointed in them I am.
1: Disappointed is the best way to put it because they, they they clearly gave her wrong advice. She was surging. She on was the, the front runner yep. for a while. For a while, on the left flank. And I guarantee you, DNC mainline people got in her ear.
0: Yeah, and they told her, hey, you can't beat Bernie on the left. You can't be further left than Bernie. So what you need to be is just a little to the just Just, just a smidge. You need to be... The, like, center-left candidate, not the progressive candidate.
1: Damn it. I'm just let down. She
0: backed off on Medicare for All, uh, and that was literally—you could just chart her decline from that point. It was done. It was done because this is one of the more popular policies in our country. It's what the people want. It's what we need, frankly, so we can stop dying. Uh, And
1: it's very popular in in communities of color.
0: Yeah, and uh, and that was the beginning of the end. And then she got into some, you know, ticky-tack shit about— sexism that nonsense I just I do not believe that the woman that ran the majority of her campaign being allies with Bernie That's right. and 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 has this long history of working together with mm-hmm. them I do not believe that that is the woman that decided that like obviously she signed off on it sure. and I want to hold her accountable for that but she is not the person that came up with the idea of this conversation that no. happened, and that
1: yeah. was not a Warren plan. She had a lot. Uh, she has a lot she has of, a better, lot of she plans. Has, her plans tend to be better than that. Uh, some of them are not. No. Uh, we can
0: get into that. But in most a of them
1: are, and and so it's just uh, you said it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this from you. Warren deserved better than what her campaign gave
0: her. Yeah, the right person is the front runner now, mm-hmm. uh, but it is it is a shame to see it happen this way. This yep. is not how I wanted this to go. No. And I so appreciate her her debate performance. And like she personally delivered yeah. Bloomberg's head on a fucking platter. <laughs> she did and better than Bernie so, in that sense. I am so here for it. She did. She absolutely did. Breaking news. We interrupt this regularly scheduled podcast to bring you an update. Liz Warren kind of sucks.
1: I really didn't want to have to record this.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think we did a good job of uh, being fair to her strengths. And then we hopped off this podcast and she immediately stabbed
1: us in the back. It's not my favorite thing that. Um, as soon as we got done recording, Liz essentially went on and said, I don't believe in votes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, whose line is it anyway? Form of democracy. <laughs> uh, so, let's get into it. Liz Warren at a town hall fielding a question from a Bernie supporter uh, about superdelegates, uh, basically accusing Bernie of being responsible for the way that superdelegates are currently handled. Not great. Not great, especially given that Bernie, specifically after 2016, went in there and fought for the abolishment of superdelegates long and hard, and the compromise that they arrived at was the second round voting that we're dealing with now. So Warren then taking to the stage to say like, hey, Bernie wrote the rules, man, it wasn't me, just doesn't really make sense because you're faulting a guy for coming to the table and fighting for what's right instead of acknowledging the fact that this was never what he wanted. This was not the thing he was fighting for. This was the compromise.
1: And and tell our listeners why we shouldn't be mad at Bernie for pushing for a broker convention in 16 or trying to get some superdelegates to come on his side in 16 because that is an argument I've heard.
0: Yes, I've heard that several times too. I think what's important about that is, one, the thing that Bernie was primarily pushing for was that the superdelegates in states that he won
1: Mm. vote
0: with their people. Uh, So, one, that's that. That makes
1: total sense, given that the people voted for him. They should – superdelegates should not overrule the people of their own state.
0: And then towards the very end, I do think he very briefly made some comments in the context of saying we should never have this. But since we have this terrible system, Mm -hmm. y'all should vote for me because I can beat Trump. Uh, I am the most likely candidate to beat Trump. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I think he may have been right there. I don't know.
1: It certainly didn't work out terribly. <laughs> Here's the thing I'll say. I would even say this to 2016 Bernie. I'll say this now. If someone gets the most votes, they should be the nominee. And I especially think that should be true in 2020.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it just it's very disingenuous for Warren to come out and blame Bernie for fighting for the right thing. And then also Warren was also for the abolishment of superdelegates in 2016. Of she course. had a Guardian article or the Guardian wrote an article quoting her, which said, I'm a superdelegate and I don't think we should have them. Right. So if we're gonna be throwing around questions well, she's about,
1: she's been correct on this. Other yeah.
0: Ways. So if we're gonna throw around questions about hypocrisy, it's just a shame because, like, for the reasons we already listed, we do like Elizabeth Warren. Of course. We think she is by far the best number two in the race. Uh, it's just a shame to see it get this ugly.
1: You know, she has been a good ally with Bernie in the past, and to see her talking about a broker convention when she, you know, frankly isn't doesn't have a head of steam going ahead. It it it's so it's a minimum, a bad look, and it, in a bad way. Will only reinforce the power structures that she has said she has wanted to fight against.
0: On top of that, on the back of that, we have to talk <laughs> briefly about a New York Times article that came out the day after we recorded.
1: I hate to say it, but I'm like proud of the New York Times. Yeah,
0: at least they got a little honesty in the paper. So what they did is they interviewed <laughs> a little less than a hundred super delegates, and they basically there's got there's only them,
1: like a thousand. They got like, there's like
0: seven hundred. It's oh, not that a that lot. Few?
1: So they got like a fairly substantial percentage of the super delegates. On the record.
0: Yeah, and all of them, basically, they said mm-hmm. the vast majority were just like, yeah, no, we're going to steal it. Like, if you give us a chance to steal it, we're going to no, steal it. No, it's pretty
1: staggering. Yeah. The whole the, the gist of the article is that, well, if someone doesn't have to do 51%, we don't have to pay attention to the voters anymore.
0: Yep, they they are no longer relevant. So, uh, you know, in, in many ways, as frustrating as that was to read <laughs> and as insane as it was to hear, like, people talking about, like, oh, well, we're just going to give it to Sherrod Brown of Ohio. Okay,
1: so... Here's a trivia question to our dear listeners. Is Sherrod Brown a bourbon from (laughs) Kentucky or a senator. I couldn't have told you and I follow this shit way too closely. Either way, I'll drink it.
0: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so just literally just naming random people Michelle Obama VP.
1: Like, it just fantasy land. Stop it. No more dynasty politics, Democrats. Stop just mentioning random spouses of people. They're not qualified to be a public servant because they know someone.
0: Uh, Because they haven't been a public servant in Michelle Obama's case. So anyways, let's bring it home. Uh, What do we take away from this one single number Zachary yes. 1991 that's that important n- about that number Michael? that is the number of delegates that Sanders need to take it first round and that is what we need to do because the people on the other side of this the DNC mm-hmm. establishment the super delegates every single other candidate is being very honest about what their goals are they want to steal this thing from the people that voted for Bernie Sanders so what we need to do and what we need to acknowledge is that this this is a war. Winning isn't enough. Yeah. Winning Nevada, I'm feeling good right now. We killed Nevada. Totally. We, we did the damn thing. And we're gonna keep doing the damn thing, but we have to hit that number because otherwise everyone already laid their cards on the table and told us what they're gonna do. So the takeaway is
1: every single vote matters. Every single vote counts. Go out there because Bernie doesn't just need to win. He needs to win commandingly. Yep. He needs to get at least 51% of all delegates and then game over.
0: 1991. But if
1: he doesn't do that, we're going to have Four Roses McGovern fucking <laughs> getting the <laughs> nomination, and we don't want that.
0: Thank you for our brief interruption. We now return you to your regularly scheduled bullshit. Uh, Steyer. Sir, not appearing in this debate <laughs> file not found yeah file uh, not found <laughs> i i think i think the best thing you can say about steyer is that like other billionaires don't like him
1: <laughs> no but like it's true because he has only spent his own money you said you brought this up that only a million dollars of outside money you spent on on his, his 200
0: million dollar campaign right. that has somehow given him like nothing
1: pete is better friends with billionaires then Tom Steyer which is fascinating
0: as we've already said billionaires should not exist I don't want to whitewash how Steyer achieved his billions it's bad look into it it's very bad it's really really gross fascinating play (laughs) just like the participation trophy billionaires like he was
1: gonna find a way to make some new friends
0: yeah exactly (laughs) he uh this is this is his bumble
1: and he has swiped pretty hard on Bernie (laughs) yeah and keeps waiting he keeps looking
0: oh man Bernie's never gonna go for it. (laughs) no It, I'm just going to tell you right now, Star, you, you're going to need to go. Bernie isn't
1: friends that. with most progressives. Like I mean, Ber-
0: Bernie as the New York times <laughs> deciding who to endorse. Bernie hopped on the mic with all of them to tell them how much he doesn't give a fuck about their birthdays. No,
1: he made a point of being like, I don't call people on their birthday. Yeah. I guess that works. Yeah. He's like,
0: <laughs> I know it works. I know you little bitches love it when we call you up, but you know what? That's never been what I'm about. <laughs> it's just like, God, Bernie is the right kind of asshole. Okay, so let's bring it home. Bernie, Teflon Don, uh, Mr. John Gotti in the room. Uh just... all all guns pointed at him, all guns blazing. How do we think he did?
1: I have kind of a theory of Bernie. He rarely gets the Warren knockout blow debate. He rarely cuz you know, the debate prior to this one, Warren was considered by everyone, including Bernie people, to be the winner. And he, me. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah she, she killed just it. but Bernie doesn't tend to have those moments. I'll just say it. But he doesn't tend to ever do poorly. Bernie, he sticks to his message. He talks about the same shit he has talked about his entire life. And every single time,
0: the New York Times is like, all he does is repeat himself, blah, 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 blah. And then they tell... It's amazing. And then he won. Like
1: He won this one according to the New York Times. I mean, because here's the thing. If you're the front runner and you don't get Bloomberg, that is winning. All he had to do was stick to his message, do well, not get caught up in any ticky-tacky nonsense, and he's fine. And so I think, therefore, Bernie wins by dint of maintaining. I think that he
0: killed it because he ran it like a fucking front runner. Yeah.
1: He um, said, my name, my name has been
0: mentioned a lot tonight on stage. Like, that
1: is pimp shit. Yeah.
0: No, he he got some good jokes and yeah. he yelled at the audience. Like, he fully <laughs> bernie the he's debate. He's such a scold. Uh, my
1: favorite thing is that I have no doubt that Bernie scolds himself. When bernie comes in. <laughs> Bernie, what are you doing out there? You let Liz <laughs> kill Blue Book. You could have done that. What are you doing? You've been Liz- dreaming of this moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he took a lot of body blows, but you know what? He took him like a boxer.
1: He doesn't need South Carolina. He just needs all of Super Tuesday.
0: Yeah, I uh, and so like I that's going to be the reckoning.
1: The truth is like Biden can have it because Biden has won nothing else. Biden, the only thing Biden has won, his current best ever primary showing in 600 years in office was second in Nevada by 20 fucking seven points. Yep. So I tell you what, all that this is fine. Biden can have South Carolina. You know, I, I think Bernie did fine. I, and, oh, and,
0: I I, th- th- I think that that is killing it in exactly, this context. Exactly,
1: exactly. And Bernie, but he's not doing prevent defense the way Hillary did. He's not just like I'm just gonna talk about how bad Trump is. Like no, 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 no. Bernie has his pitch. But here's the thing: his pitch is getting more voters in every state. So all he has to do is stick to the pitch.
0: One of the things that Hillary did so poorly was giving the American people anything to believe in. That's right. Uh, And what Bernie is so good at is he's not just here to defeat Trump. He cares about defeating Trump. He's going to defeat Trump. But he has a vision for what America could be. And that is the kind of shit that people can buy into, the thing that affects their material conditions. We here at Shitty Christians, even though we're doing a political episode— we're not just here to talk politics. No. We gotta get a little religion into this podcast. <laughs> so what I wanna do now is just run it back through the candidates and let's just let's just sort of speculate. What religion or denomination are these people? <laughs> like I just I just wanna go through it. I think it'll be fun most of them have announced that's not relevant.
1: Yeah, I'm not interested in facts.
0: Yeah. Well, and also, the only the only candidate whose faith actually matters in this race is Bernie just not playing the game yeah. of being, like, faux-tacitly Christian. Like, Bernie just being like, I'm not affiliated with I organized religion. I kind of want to
1: imagine Bernie, like, in church. I'm imagining him, like... Oh, what did you bring to the potluck this week? <laughs> and him making sure that everybody brought a dish or they can't come. Jerry,
0: you're taking too many chicken wings. <laughs> Not everyone is at seconds. <laughs> okay, so let's let's start with Biden. Biden, I think, like a Catholic after three beers. Like, Biden, Biden has never prayed sober, uh, but those prayers do matter to him. Oh. Biden meets God in his lowest places, and that happens to be I had a few cans of Killigans, and he's just watching the game. And- oh no,
1: he also sings. That's it. He doesn't whip himself. Oh. Biden sings to himself when he prays. Oh, I could see that. And because he's so strongly identifies as an Irish person, he's singing these old <laughs> yeah. like old Irish tunes, even though he's a German. Okay, Bloomberg. Satanist, obviously. Yeah, duh. Like, not even hard. No, and by the way, that's not a joke. Yep. That, that That's the one real one we got yep. there for you. Bloomberg's
0: he, temple is the St. James uh, Island.
1: That's right. That's right. He only goes to worship at St. James. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but he goes like clockwork. Okay. Uh, Klobuchar. I'm going to say Klobuchar is like... Like a five points Calvinist.
1: She's reforms. She's just
0: super intense. Super about that. She's like, You're worms, you're all worms. none of you deserve anything. Like, I have heard like 500 Klobuchar sermons growing up
1: and it's all from
0: dudes in their like third year at seminary and by the way
1: that's why we like her let's yeah. be honest we like her because we know her
0: yeah because on some level I just can't bring myself to fully hate, uh, hate her
1: uh, I feel like God hates me like Klobuchar and
0: that's, <laughs> and that's what Klobuchar has to say to you yeah Klobuchar definitely a Cal- Calvinist what about Pete?
1: MK Ultra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see I was gonna go Unitarian because they're the worst but Pete is definitely one of those cults that the CIA starts to investigate get called
1: pete doesn't there's no way pete drinks there's no way pete smokes he's never done drugs except when the cia is dosing him with lsd to yep. control his thoughts and emotions
0: absolutely let's see warren i'll say this i think she is like a presbyterian pastor yes like yes. she she loves you but she also thinks you're <laughs> all kind of terrible <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she has a plan for your life yeah yeah and by the way, and this-
0: lots and lots of rules of order. <laughs> so many committees.
1: And, and this is why it's important to say that statistically, we would be Warren supporters. Yeah, if you look at our go education, to a Presbyterian yeah. church,
0: demographically speaking, we are Warren supporters.
1: We have the education and the race to be Warren supporters. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't work out that way this time. Uh, we're just a little too Epstein brand. <laughs> and well, maybe- see, if and, she said and- she had a plan to figure out who killed Epstein, I would fucking walk away from Bernie right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steyer. Episcopalian. He's obviously an <laughs> Episcopalian who doesn't drink, but when he gets a little bit of communion wine, he just gets a little too tipsy yeah. at church and then starts offering people jobs at his big company.
0: Uh, yeah, and doing the Macarena in the aisle. Bernie, Bernie is St. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was there back then. Uh, he's on the right side of this stuff, but he's also very angry, and he's just constantly chopping those ears off.
1: He agrees with Jesus about everything except for praxis. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: th- so there's your 5% Christianity in the Shitty Christians podcast. We, we got it to you.
1: It's legally required yeah, the yeah. way that like 40% of beef is required in Taco Bell meats. That's
0: right. Uh, otherwise, we'd just be shitty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's the rest of my life. <laughs>
0: yeah, right.
1: Okay, so you were excited about yeah. Bernie surging. This is a fun time. It's fun to not have to sit and just stare at the polls and actually get to see real real votes that mostly count. Yeah, I've been Iowa.
0: co-opting the High Hopes dance. It's been a really good That's good awesome. Period. I, oh, I love you. that.
1: That's ours now. Yeah. Yeah, But let's just say you're worried. Yeah, You're a New York Times economist, and you're worried that this is not enough to beat Trump. What do you do?
0: What do you do, dear listener, Pulitzer (laughs) Prize-winning (laughs) economist?
1: New York Times has an article from Pulitzer Prize-winning economist Thomas Friedman. I know we talked about him recently, but this is a truly special piece because he is speaking to us, those of us who are worried about Trump. He wrote an article that just came out today, Dems. You can defeat Trump in a landslide. That sounds nice. Oh, I love that. That sounds so good. A landslide win over Trump? Hurrah. Sign me up. He starts up being talking about the election, and then he ends his first paragraph. If this election turns out to be just between a self-proclaimed socialist and an undiagnosed sociopath, we will be in a terrible, terrible place as a country. How do we prevent that? How do we stop? Oh, no. What can we do? How do we stop the voters from their choice? <laughs> from making their will known. <laughs> uh, that could be the New York Times slogan. How do Honestly. we stop the voters? Brought to you by the New York Times. I mean,
0: that they're, we talked about it before, their op-ed page being like, we support democracy democracy and capitalism. It's like, they're, they're not compatible.
1: You support one of those things. Yep. And then he continues, that's all I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Multiple Pulitzer Prize winning douchebag mm-hmm. yep. is fully Epstein brained oh, yeah. about Bernie Sanders. Like, just that amusing. is just so beautiful that he is losing <laughs> sleep, can't function, uh, you know, peeing in jars at the idea of a social democrat trying to give people health care. I
1: imagine he is just like Leo in The Aviator, just in watching footage of his old movies of Ronald Reagan, just going wild haired and naked. So, He continues, my short answer is that the Democrats have to do something extraordinary. Forge a national unity ticket, the likes of which they have never forged before. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. The national unity ticket. The ultimate blue no matter who. Elections no matter. Only blue lives matter in this election. (laughs) (laughs) What would a super ticket look like? Well, I suggest Sanders and Michael Bloomberg, who seems to be his most viable long-term strategist, lay it out this way. Then he does one of my fucking favorite things in the New York Times. He switches to them talking. This is like a New York Times opinion column special where he's like speaking as this, as either Bernie Bloomberg fused into this one person and now he's speaking out to us.
0: Yeah. Uh by the way, that would be a, a fight for which hand commits suicide first if you put those two together. Bernie wins
1: every time. Yeah. Bernie wins any fight. Yeah, he's
0: a it's... fighter. Uh, <laughs> possessing a human being to speak their words. Like only the New York Times could have the gall to be like, <laughs> allow me to co opt your voice.
1: They're also just so obsessed with Unity, the whole, like, we have to have multiple people we're endorsing for the ticket. Do you understand what an election is?
0: Yeah, just as much as these people like to shit on millennials and our participation trophies, like, this is, this I is, mean,
1: Boomer was the original participation trophy generation. Oh, yeah. We have Freeman speaking in this voice. Yeah. I want people to know that if I am the Democratic nominee, there, these will be my cabinet choices, my team of rivals.
0: So wait, this is Bloomberg or Bernie. So yep. I'm going to need you to do the Bloomberg Bernie voice.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> you can't do it, man. No, you can't. I'm it's impossible. I'm sorry. That is just the tape from the ring. Okay. You just so, every, every all of our listeners <laughs> would
0: die if I did that. And I.
1: It's I can't frankly
0: do that. irresponsible.
1: My team of rivals. I want Amy Klobuchar as my vice president. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. 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 <laughs> Tell me tell me why, Mr. Friedman. So Friedman continues, as Bloomberg slash Bernie, yeah. <laughs> her decency, experience, and moderation will be greatly appreciated across America and particularly in the Midwest.
0: Oh, yes. What Klobuchar is known for, her moderation. Her decency. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so this is obviously utterly asinine, and I can't wait to go through all of it. But I have to say, Klobuchar as VP is maybe the closest real life we'll ever get to Veep. The yes. TV show. Uh, and I th- I really enjoy that show and I can kind of get behind this idea, mm-hmm. especially if Pete is her Gary, like Pete's oh her bad boy and they just yes. get to like, yes.
1: This is the actual worst part. I want Mike Bloomberg, parentheses, or Bernie Sanders as my secretary of the treasury. Our plans for addressing income equality are actually not that far apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, uh, my head just exploded. Sorry, we can't complete the and podcast. If we can blend
1: them together, it will be great for the country and reassure is
0: This is the ultimate Democrat idea. Yes. This is it. Thank you. All of them are the same. They're not so far
1: apart. Not so far apart. They're not so far apart. One billionaire with $60 billion who basically said that he would want to have take reassure his banker peeps, his word, not mine, at yeah. Goldman Sachs, and another person who literally said of Mike Bloomberg, billionaire should not exist. We're not that far apart. Not
0: that far apart. I
1: think it's important to say, not only is the New York Times publishing this, but they have a multiple Pulitzer Prize winning economist. This man is stupid. Yes. He is literally simple. And that is what your institutions are giving you. The this dumbest man, man alive. the
0: highest prize yes. in the land for this thing, yes, and what he in is in the newspaper forth, of record in the in the New York fucking Times, and what he is bringing to you is that Bernie Sanders and Bloomberg are all pretty much the same. Like this man is the Kardashian Coke commercial of yes. thought. Like it is.
1: Yes,
0: he is either very very stupid or he is utterly villainous and peddling and thinks you're very stupid because he is peddling you the dumbest lie.
1: I think I've got it. He is very stupid and <laughs> and he thinks you're very stupid. <laughs> he continues as this Monstrous, sort of the fly esque conflagration of Bloomberg and Bernie. This is the
0: weirdest fanfic.
1: I'm just imagining a fly caught in a spider web with Bloomberg's head saying, Help me, help me. And Bernie Bernie won't save it. (laughs) This continues. I want Joe Biden as my Secretary of State. What? (laughs) No one in our party knows the world better or has more credibility with our allies. Joe. This is the
0: guy that was name checking uh, the Chinese president yep. who had died 19 years ago as the guy <laughs> he worked with on the Paris Accords. <laughs> like this guy who's all he's doing is shadow boxing the past, yeah. playing dolls with his little dolls that he's dressed up like Obama Aww. and like in a room alone. Like this is the man that's going to be our voice to the world. Let Joe rest.
1: I want Kamala Harris for attorney general.
0: Oh good. Oh, oh, the cop. Cop. the cop, the cop. The cop, the lady with a literal secret yeah. Masonic <laughs> police force. That's like the strangest. Kamala thing. is out there running an actual Assassin's Creed game. Like, <laughs> that, like that is Kamala's actual <laughs> life. She's the bad guy in an Assassin's Creed
1: game. What the hell do you mean? Uh, he means she is the toughness and integrity needed to clean up the corrupt mess Donald Trump has created in our justice department. Oh. Uh, by the way, she has dis- displayed neither toughness nor integrity in her entire run. When she got murked by Pete Buttigieg <laughs> yeah, yeah, you went last down to year, Pete, bro. Uh, she lost in 2019 in the 2020 election. <laughs> this freak continues. I would like Mayor Pete as Homeland Security Secretary. <laughs> His intelligence and military background would make him a quick study in that job.
0: I can't wait for Mayor Pete's ineffective coup. Like, every Thursday at three is just another attempt at a coup. Like,
1: we overthrew the military junta that we had set up in Indonesia because it was actually a little too far to the left for our liking. So we, so we put in a new, new government. Because our previous one was not pro-American the way we like it to be. It was basically a patch update. <laughs> continues. I would like Tom Steyer to head a new cabinet position. Oh, he's he literally fan picking it. He's inventing new he cabinet made, positions. He made a participation trophy for Steyer. That's so cute. I would like Tom Steyer to head a new cabinet position, Secretary of National Infrastructure. We're going to rebuild America, not just a wall on the border with Mexico. Didn't Steyer make his money in coal? And private prisons. Oh, oh okay. That that's the man that I trust to build my infrastructure. <laughs> I'm asking Cory Booker to become the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development.
0: Cory Booker immediately like, we're, we're building Starfleet. <laughs> like, Cory Booker. And they just make a room look like the Enterprise and put him in it. And he thinks he's killing it. Like every week they just dress up people as different little aliens and let them have adventures. And that's Cory Booker's Aww. whole role.
1: I'm asking, this is the final one. And it's the most important. You're thinking, okay. We we've we've got this like we've got this NBA All-Star game that's going to crush at the twenty twenty yeah. Olympics.
0: NBA All-Stars in the sense that no one's
1: trying that hard and it's not that fun to watch. <laughs> I am asking Mitt Romney to be my commerce secretary.
0: <laughs> well, you know, when you think Bloomberg and Birdie are just a hair's breadth away, how far how far can Romney really be?
1: This is the ultimate proof of the capitalist class. Yeah. All they want is a bunch of capitalists in charge. We're all on the same team here, folks. We're all on the same team. Yeah.
0: Romney getting, just to get it slightly off topic, uh, Romney getting that big bump from yes. being the lone voice uh, voting to convict on impeachment. Uh, it's just the most embarrassing, like how far have our standards fallen that like that is the thing that'd be like, man, it was like the spirit of John McCain just (laughs) flowed into Romney. The war criminal spine rose up in him. Yeah, John McCain's a way worse person. (laughs) Why would you do
1: that? Our Republicans have fallen so far that you can't even talk about them. And so the moment one does one thing that is not actually, in a literal sense, throwing a child in a cage yeah you have to give them another participation he didn't even show, unlock
0: the cage he didn't even, he didn't unlock, even the unlock the cage he just but said
1: maybe the cage is a bad idea
0: yeah vote for me to find out
1: so yeah that is uh that is what that several is... pulitzers and a national platform get you
0: yeah uh that that and a Zanga almost get you there
1: <laughs> i'm so tired of again the endless just like all, they should all just be friends. They don't all have to lose.
0: So tired of Blue No Matter Who. This yep. idea that when we have a Republican billionaire mm-hmm. evil man yep. running that we all just need to come around together. Uh, and I'm especially tired of the idea that it's like, it's not even Blue No Matter Who. It's mm-hmm. just like, Blue, now featuring everyone. Thomas Friedman, idiot. I think
1: the takeaway from this is that this is what they're trying to sell you. Yep. They're trying to sell you that none of these people are that different. And that... Your ideology differences are cosmetic. The things you care about don't matter. And that Medicare for all and that like actually taxing the wealthy, big structural change, these things. Freeing people from cages. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's a lie. And I think it's extremely cynical at best and probably just also really stupid because Thomas Freeman is so wealthy and so connected that at a certain point it won't impact his life. And that's why you don't have to listen to him.
0: He he lives in his palace with his many Pulitzers that he licks every day for good luck um, and then talks to. So, yeah, this is this is what they have to give you. This is it. And if you're not about that, then like, as we've said before, get involved involved. Yep. It's uh it's still gonna be a fight. It's not over till it's over, nope. and there's a lot of dirty pool coming down the pike. Uh I think the upside is a lot of people's eyes are gonna be opened.
1: And I got one more upside. No one's gonna read this article that doesn't already agree with it.
0: Yeah, let's get into our cooldown phase. We try to close out most of our episodes with a prayer request, praise, or unspoken, in keeping with Sunday schools everywhere.
1: Zach, what what's on your mind this week? Uh we went last night to go see Chapo Trap House perform in LA, and yeah. there was a really Good, nurturing, edifying time.
0: It really was fun. It was fun. I, I think that show often gets a bad rap, and we're not necessarily... If you have issues with it, that's fine. We're not here to tell you that you love it. But it was... A room full of several hundred people, where fully mm-hmm. half of them were in Bernie shirts. That's right. Uh, where people were enthusiastic, not mm-hmm. just about you know this podcast that they're going to see tape, but also about the fact that we're a week out from right. primary elections. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a local guy get on stage and talk about a city councilor that's running. But
1: he talks about the city council in depth. It yeah, and, really and, encouraging and
0: really connecting people with right. like local votes as well as mm-hmm. obviously it's very important uh, national primary. And it was just really cool because i have spent a fair amount of my life in the sort of like burner punk world Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i remember circa like 2008 just how disaffected that scene was you know i worked at a college radio station a lot of punk Mm -hmm. shows that kind of thing and largely a lot of at least that you know small bay area corner of my world was pretty apolitical yeah you know it really was Mm -hmm. like songs about like just you know song after song about happy drinking and sad fucking like (laughs) that was that was the extent of the theory politic and so seeing those same people just like there was a real sense of hope in that room and and people that are willing to do the work it
1: Uh, it feels you know i i was uh in college when obama was first elected mm -hmm. and there was kind of a groundswell but it feels bigger than that and you know that's that's anecdotal but, you know, it reminds me of that in a good way. You know, we shit on Obama a lot in this podcast for a lot of good reasons. But it was exciting in 08 after the Bush years to have somebody come in and at least talk more of the talk that we heard in a long time. Yeah, and, and with Bernie, this feels a lot like that. And I think he's going to win.
0: It's not about Bernie. I just wish there was a hashtag. <laughs> My praise for this week is a little bit of a funny one. Uh, it's Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs>
1: Do you mean the... The literal thing.
0: Gordon Ramsay <laughs> UK and then US-based show where an angry British man walks into <laughs> dysfunctional restaurants and yells people better. Uh, and I, I need to say up front, it's reality TV. Some of it is clearly staged. And it's all sort of problematic in the sense that a man <laughs> with a lot more money than these people walks into a space where people are really struggling and then yells at them about how they're not doing it right. <laughs> what I, What I love about it, the thing that I just crave so desperately is it, in so many episodes and i i need to say my wife has been binging the show and i i have just been sort of like watching bits and pieces it's been really Mm -hmm. fun and i Mm -hmm. find myself getting very engaged but uh what i find so edifying about it is that there are just bad shitty crappy selfish lazy manager after bad silly crappy (laughs) lazy manager it's just like people that just don't care and exploit their workers Mm -hmm. and like he just comes in and just rips them a new asshole over and over and over again, and so, <laughs> so many people. it is of these people, about burning. So, yeah, it, so many of these people just get to keep being this douchebag forever, and it's just so nice and and even in this fictional functionally context uh to watch a man walk into a room and just be like oh you're not paying your people let me use 15 different variations of the f word to like to tell you why that's wrong and it just i don't know there's just something in it that is like hitting me really deep and it has brought me a surprising amount of joy for an off the air like 2000s poorly shot poorly edited uh reality tv show but i'm here for it this has been shitty christians I'm your host, Michael Tabor. You can find me at Michael Tabor on Twitter. I'm Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. And you can follow the pod at at shitty underscore pod or check us out on our fancy new website, shittychristians.com. Uh, thank you. Shout out specifically to my brother who put in a lot of work yes. over the past thank you of Alex weeks to make that happen. We really appreciate all of that and very excited with the end result. Uh, we also have an email. So if you have comments, questions, mm-hmm. uh, rage threads... Uh, Just send it to crappychristians at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. And thank you so much for listening.